Russia. Russia. Russland. Russia. Привет and hello to the Why Russia podcast. In this podcast, we ask foreigners who live in Russia one simple question: Why Russia? Today we're joined by Marissa, the American, and I follow you on Instagram. So I only know two things about you. I know that your name is Marissa and that you're an American from your <laughs> Instagram account. So maybe before we start with the questions, you can introduce yourself to the audience and also to me. Sure. Oh, that's a tough question. Okay. So my name is Marissa. I was born and raised in Richmond, Virginia, about two hours south from Washington, D.C., I'm just an ordinary American. I look like I'm not American. In the United States, people usually think I'm Italian or Mexican or something. And in Russia, they think I'm Armenian or Georgian. So that's been fun. But it's because I actually have Native American roots. So I'm this mix of English, Scottish, like most Americans, and Native American. And I just really like languages. Some way, my fates landed me in Russia a couple of years ago. Now I'm on year three. I first lived in Kazan. Now I live in Moscow and I'm married to a Russian now. Amazing. So what brought you to Russia? You're interested in the languages. You have a Russian husband. So how did you end up in Moscow now? Yeah. So my first language I studied was Spanish, typical in the United States. And I got bored with that. We start that very young. And Russian wasn't an option. Usually the options are French, Spanish, maybe Latin. That's about it. So I was really excited when I finally got to university and they had a small room department. I was just interested. I think everybody who starts studying Russian in the US, it's like they're, they become interested by the history in history class. That's like the main draw. It's this mysterious, strong, badass uh, place. And it's a really cool, uh, tough looking language. Yeah, I was just really intrigued and uh, I wasn't good at it. But when I decided to do an international program, I chose Russian. Just like I wanted to be the first person in my family who's ever been to Russia. I think I was the first in my whole community to go to Russia. Um, yeah, that, that's amazing. Um, and now you're living in Russia. When did you come for the first time to Russia and what was your first impression? Okay. So I came on this Fulbright program. I was really scared. I had never been to another country besides like Mexico and Puerto Rico. It's like the US. So I don't know. It doesn't feel very foreign or tough. Yeah. Russia was like a big jump, but I went through a state department funded program. So I had a safety net. They would really protect all of us like the way America would. So I felt really, okay, like I just have to go there and show up and Uh, so there wasn't really much to be scared of. And yet there was because I was raised in almost the South, a very military family that was always scared of <laughs> Russia. I'm not going to lie. I don't think that's a shock to people. So more so like my family was like, please don't go. That's like a scary place. And I was like, no, I have to see for myself. And so I think in that first week in Moscow was a crazy experience, number one, because I had never been to another country by myself. Uh, and it's Russia, famously a very different, scary place or something. But I think I was just shocked by how cool it was and normal and beautiful. Yeah, amazing, <laughs> it was amazing. like almost an easy transition besides the language because my Russian was not good. Yeah. 
And then you decided to start the Instagram, uh, basically the moment when you came to Russia or you had already the Instagram going before or what inspired you to document uh, and share your experiences that you have in Russia? Yeah. So like I said, I don't know if I said, I, I came in 2019 the first time just for a year program and I didn't have an Instagram for it at that time. And when coronavirus started, I went home and everybody was like lost at that time. And I was living with family and I just started, like when I first went to Russia, I hadn't studied the history and the language as much as I wanted to. And I felt really stupid. Like we would walk by something and my American friends would know more about, like, I think it was like the Peter statue in St. Petersburg where he's crushing the snake, something like that. And I didn't know the history. So first I went home and I was studying Russian history and the language much better. And I decided to make an Instagram actually documenting like the United States during like BLM and COVID and trying to show my Russian students what was really going on. And then I moved back at the end of, at the end, quote unquote, of COVID to Moscow and only recently changed the Instagram's whole thing to this, like a couple of months ago, started documenting more personal stuff. And it's really taken off from 400 followers to 5,000. Yeah, and you put out this uh, amazing content. You have all these ideas always, a very interesting stuff that you put out there. So how do you find the inspiration for the content? Is it just like you walk down Tverskaya and you get all these ideas in your head or how does it work? Well, thank you. It, I think it's just years of built up ideas that I never talked about with anybody publicly, uh, just with friends and family. Uh, and there's a lot of stories I haven't shared yet. Like my first experience in a Russian hospital or <laughs> I don't know anything. And the movie translations was what really got some popularity first. And I just got that idea from talking with my Russian friends about a couple of movies translated. I think Silver Linings Playbook is Moi Parents Psych. And in, in English, it's so beautiful. So it totally missed the point. And that started this whole series that I did on movie translations. Um so, so they just kind of come to me with my friends and I have a whole list going on my phone all the time. Yeah, you talked already about these posts that you do where you talk about the movies. So you seem to be like somewhat an expert maybe in Russian movies. You watched a lot of them. Uh, so the question is, what is your favorite Russian movie? What movie can you recommend to others who might want to learn maybe Russian, uh, want to understand the Russian psyche? Uh, what kind of movie would you recommend there? Okay, I have two series and two movies. The series are just the ones that were available on Netflix and YouTube, I think. So there's Kakya Stal Ruskim. And that's just great because it's this American guy. It's all in Russian and created by Russian directors and writers, but it, the American goes to Russia. And so it's him like first going to buy flowers for his boss and he buys two or 12, yeah. not <laughs> an odd yeah. number. So you can learn some cultural differences and it's pretty easy to understand. And then Farza, which... It has Alexander Petrov in it, and it's 1960s Moscow. It's some concept where they it's like a black market for fashion. Those are really fun to start with. And then I didn't start watching Soviet movies until I came here and my husband showed me Ioan Vasilievich Izmenes Pravesi uh, and my favorite Luba Vigolovi. 
Okay. <laughs> have you seen that one? It's just, it's magnificent. No, I haven't <laughs> seen that one actually, but I have seen this uh, Ivan Vasilievich is changing the professions. And I also watched the series that you recommended. I remember I was watching it also when I was just arriving or something like that, like one or two years I was in Moscow. And it's really a funny, really nice series. I think it was uh, running on a comedy channel like STS or something like that. Mm -hmm. And it's really, I would say a great start. It's really lighthearted content. It's from a different era, even you could say nowadays, right? Where it wasn't so heavy, everything. A really cool recommendation. And I can totally also support that recommendation. Everybody should watch the series, Katya Stal Ruskin. Very funny stuff. And um, maybe you can tell us also, now you lived um, some years in Russia. What are some of the most surprising cultural differences that you have encountered between Americans and Russians? Maybe not the usual stuff. They don't smile and so on. Maybe a little bit like more nuanced or more like expert opinion from somebody who really is living already in Russia, who has the Instagram account. So you have maybe the eye for the little differences. Uh, I have been keeping a list for years, obviously, from little things like the way they write a nine or signing documents in blue pen, not black pen, to bigger things. I found, I find it really interesting when something happens in the world, everybody turns like inward in Russia, where I think in, in America, you turn outward and you go scream and, and march and everything. But here people go in to their selves and their families. And so I, I, I think it's a bigger thing. I've noticed just there's like really strong family values here that I don't know what's going on in the United States, but I just don't feel that as much anymore. It's much more about the individual. So it's really hard for me because I'm a person who doesn't like to generalize. But I think family values, privacy, I really appreciate those bigger things. Hospitality, I think that's the thing a lot of people miss with that stereotype, this frowning Russian. But when you go into the house, you have the best, I don't know, time of your life. It's so warm and everybody just wants you to be a guest. People have just been so warm to me. When I first came here, I was working as a tutor and I would go to people's houses and I would work with the kids for a couple of hours and then the parents would invite me in. They had they made me different snacks every time or different foods to try, like holodiets or <laughs> sales. <laughs> uh, they just wanted to sit with me and have tea and talk to me. And I think just the kindness, they're very kind and interested and, of course, worldly. And they've traveled a lot more extensively. Oh, and I can say... Just the young people are really interested in going to museums and reading and culture. I, I don't, I just don't see that in the U.S. very much. Maybe in Germany, you can tell me. Maybe it's just <laughs> no, an no, American no. In Germany, it's everything. not like that. Yesterday, for example, I was also in the theater. I was watching this Eras van Dorin, it's called, uh, by Boris Akunin. Those like uh, detective novels. And yeah, I was always shocked uh, when I see so many like young people going to the theater, going to the uh, like cultural events. Uh, in Germany, I would say... Maybe the movies people go to, but young people, they would not go to watch like a theater play like four hours or something like that. Yeah, I, I really also can underline this observation that you made there. And you mentioned that you are tutoring or you did the tutoring before. So maybe you can tell the audience some tips for someone looking to teach English in Russia. Is it difficult? Is it easy? What can you recommend there? I don't think it's difficult. I think it's the easiest way to get here and get on a work visa. It's rewarding and you have a lot of options. I have more I have more career opportunities here than I would in the United States. I really like teaching English. It wasn't exactly like my dream job, but I have fallen in 
into it and I'm excited to be here. And I, I, I've learned a lot. So in the beginning, I was brought over to do 50% working at a language school, which uh, can be a hit or miss situation. <laughs> you can get really tough directors or principals and be underpaid and whatever, but you can have really good uh, opportunities to make some money if you're going to be a governess um, or doing freelance tutoring, if you can find somebody to sponsor you. So in terms of making a good living, you can make a really good living if you can do it that way. Yeah. You have the Instagram followers. Are they uh, more from the US or from like Western countries or are those more like Russian people? And also, what are the Instagram followers asking you about Russia? That means like the American followers or the Western followers. And what are the Russian followers asking you vice versa about the United States? I think it's mostly Russians and just all of my friends from the United States. I said I could get a little bit more reach in the United States. I think it's because of the location, but that's what I want. I want like Americans to see too, not just like my close friends and family, what it is like for an American to live here. Because I have a lot of people message me that are in relationships with Belarusians, Russians, Ukrainians, anything, and they don't, they, they want to move to this side of the world, but they're not sure. And so I actually had a two hour conversation with a girl whose boyfriend is sick of living in the US. He says the food is gross, bad quality. There's shootings all the time in their neighborhood and he can't afford healthcare. And she, she thought I was paid to make my blog, like that I'm paid by the government or something. I'm just like propaganda or something, but no, the opposite. I told her like the truth. I told her that it's a great place to live. So that's been really interesting turn of events, having Americans in relationships with Russians, like contacting me, thinking about moving here. And yeah, as for Russian followers, for anything from dating is a hot topic. I'm actually making a video on that now. And food is a popular thing. I want to keep things light. I want to keep them not so political. Let's just talk about some fun stuff. So I think food and dating and all that <laughs> keeps that light. <laughs> Yeah. And how do you stay connected with your American roots? Because I see sometimes also a lot of posts on your Instagram where you talk about how it was growing up in the US, like what kind of stuff you miss. How do you keep in touch with the US while you live in, in Russia? It's hard. I feel every year I'm getting farther away when I feel like, can I talk about the US anymore? I haven't been there in a couple of years, but I talk to my family all the time. That's really hard because I, I am really close with my family. So how do I stay connected besides FaceTiming? I cook all the American foods that I want. That's actually why I learned to cook because I, I can't find pre-made food here or microwavable meals that I can in the US. So I have to really cook a lot of things from scratch, but that's been fun. And I watch all the same shows. I keep up with the news. I like to see what's going on. I don't feel so much like I miss it, but I, I will have to go visit soon. <laughs> I will. So if uh, people who live in Moscow, they want to have the American experience, what would you recommend? Uh, Food-wise, is there like a place where they can have in the American diner experience, the authentic American diner experience? Because most of the listeners, probably they cannot just make the food themselves. You did it. Uh, you were teaching yourself how to cook all these soul foods and so on. But if uh, people want just to get a bite, experience the American lifestyle in Moscow, where can they go to accept the Fukusna Itochka? Ah, yes. Which, by the way, I do not eat McDonald's in the US. I never ate fast food in the United States. I love it here. 
Mm. Uh, even if it's the same touch, I love it. It's so much better than in the US. I would say BFL. It's B period F period L period. Mm. Uh, that is the best like bar food and burgers and fried stuff. As far as Mexican food, which is really hard to find good Mexican food over here, Michelada is in Kitai Gorod. It's absolutely the best, closest I can find. And soul food, Southern food, it's tough. I haven't found anything that is good like it. Uh, I'm still on the lookout. <laughs> maybe it's, oh, it would be a great um, business idea for an American. So maybe if some Americans listening who are living in Russia, maybe they can start some kind of chain. I don't know where they can uh, cook like uh, Popeye's style food or something like that. Um, but yeah. Um, I would love that. What is your favorite Russian word or phrase and why? Okay. The most recent ones I've learned was hanging out with some friends, having some drinks, baldios, <laughs> and harasho sidim, just these like little phrases that you say when you're having a really nice time with your friends. Like we sit so well, like we don't have a phrase like that in, in English. Oh, what a great night. Sidim. Uh -huh. And one that I recently learned was like, people have cockroaches in their head so if somebody's being a little nuts like you could just say Tarakanli Golovia. interesting <laughs> i never heard that very cool stuff what was the first word you said baradosh or something like that baldios baldios what is that what does it mean <laughs> no i think it's slang for i just heard my husband and his guys say it when we're sitting and we're having a really nice time they're just like baldios this oh, is right. awesome that's what i get that's what i think it is great great And uh, now we come already to the last two questions. A little bit philosophical. Let's try to get philosophical. We talked already about the food and so on. But in the big perspective, how has living in Russia changed your perspective on the world? Completely. Growing up in the United States, you're very sheltered. You're just over there and everything else is happening over, over there. So you are very far away from everything. So I think just coming to Russia, like meeting so many different people, from just Russia, but Kazakhstan and Georgia and other places and, and you, and you're from Germany. And then seeing like how many regions are here as well, like it's so diverse. So I think the biggest thing is finding out that there's always more to the story. And then as far as Russia specifically, I think I've learned how to stand up for myself and deal with trudnosti and suffering and <laughs> to, I don't know, just just push through all things that are hard and know that the most important thing at the end of the day is family. Something, Russia's done something for my, I want for my kids, this culture and this, this beauty that I just wasn't getting in the US and maybe I can take it back and maybe I'll go there and it'll be different. I don't know, but it's no. really changed my perspective on societies and, and cultures. And we could even get into public transportation just for one. It's mm. amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Public transportation in Moscow is absolutely top-notch. Probably uh, the best in the world. And now I'm living on the green line. And it's one of the mm. only lines where the trains are so old still, right? But now even this will be fixed in the new year, I heard. Uh, so I'm really excited also uh, for how Moscow is changing, how it's modernizing and so on. And now uh, I'm sure some listeners, they really loved your answers. They think you're really interesting. And maybe they're not yet 100% sure why they should follow you on Instagram. So maybe you can tell us why they should subscribe to your Instagram and also tell them how they can find you on Instagram. 
You can find me on Instagram, marissa.the.american. It's a play on the way that the French used to call each other Thomas the Short, Thomas the Tall. I just said Marissa the American. Why should you follow me? I don't know. It's your choice. And I think that's my whole vibe is this is a hobby for me. I'm not trying to make money. I just want to connect. My whole goal is to connect Americans with Russians and have one pocket of the internet where people aren't just spewing hate. I want us to keep that conversation open. That's the whole reason I came to Russia was on a State Department program that was trying to build our relationships to be better. I think that's why we're in a mess as a world. And I think we all just need to put that aside and talk about cooking and talk about how Americans are terrified to be naked and you guys aren't. <laughs> Why is that? And just lighter topics and sharing books and movies. And yeah. And I listen to my followers. We just had a whole conversation about dating and I made a video for it using their questions. And I'm, I really want them to comment as well. I want to have a conversation. Yeah, I really enjoy the content as well. It's really lighthearted stuff, very interesting stuff, sometimes deep stuff as well, like the little observations I can really recommend following marissa.d.american. I hope I didn't butcher that now. Yeah, Marissa, thank you very much for taking the time and looking forward to the new content on your Instagram. Thank you so much. After listening to the conversation so far, maybe now you're interested in moving to Russia. Or maybe you even have some questions regarding a visa for the Russian Federation. If this is the case, I can wholeheartedly recommend the team of movingtorussia.ru. They have answers regarding all the matters of relocating to Russia. To remind you once again, it is called movingtorussia.ru. 